Emily Yolkut, it's Ari. Hi, how you doing, Ari? Good, did you miss me? Uh, no. Should we tell everybody why we played Mr. Roboto as we uh, came into the show? Because today is going to be our big Mr. Robot episode. I finally watched the entire series, but we're not going to talk about it now. We're going to talk about it at the end of the show, and you have decided that it's going to be a full discussion yep. with spoilers. With spoilers. So we're going to have that discussion with like 10 or 15 minutes left in the show, but that way we'll tell people if you haven't watched the show, turn it off now and then you won't be spoiled. Right. So we very rarely watch the same show, and this is the rare case of us both watching the same show. Right. And you I watched re- it first and then you told me to watch it, so I watched it now, so now we're going to have a full conversation because that's the point of the podcast, but we're going to do it at the end so it doesn't get spoiled for anybody. Right. And I think the key point of it is that we did not discuss it with each other. Like right. normally we would talk to each other about television shows as we go, right. but because of the podcast, like we would start to talk about it and go, no. No, 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 no. Right. Wait for the podcast. So don't worry. We're, that's why we're doing it at the end. You can turn it off at that point. But I felt we had to play Mr. Roboto totally. as our theme song in honor of Mr. Robot, as this is the seventh episode of After the Kids Go to Sleep. Yep. We're back again. We're back. Just the two of us. No guests this time. No guests this week. We need to, We need a little bit of alone time. Yep. Um, we've gotten great feedback from a lot of different people. We have. Um, and I feel everywhere I go, that's what I get. I'm on the train, I'm the at sub- school events, exactly. everyone's stopping subway, me and, and talking about it. The subway, the restaurant subway, the, the one train, the subway, wherever you are, everybody's like, I, after the kids go to sleep, it's the greatest thing. It's a hot thing. Like from coast to coast. That is true. They're from talking coast about to coast. It. They're talking about it in California, in Seattle. They're talking about it in the Middle East. Uh, maybe it'll bring peace to the Middle East at some point. Actually. They're, they're talking about it in Iowa. Yeah. Which, you know, this week has a lot of stuff going on, so. Actually, on SoundCloud, it lists all the countries we're listened to in, and we're listened to in, like, Azerbaijan and all kinds of crazy places. That's because it's, we had our Uber driver was from there. So. Yeah. It's totally spam bots. It's totally not actual people, but I'm still says counting you. it. I don't says care. Says you. Yeah. No, says you. I don't know that it's a spam bot for sure. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. If you're well, from Azerbaijan and listening, let us know. Or as the, you say in Azerbaijan, hello. Okay. I don't know how they say it in okay. Azerbaijan. So. All right. What do you think of Azerbaijan? What do you think they say hello? It's like probably like, it's, it's, it's probably. But it's ridiculous because we know every other country. Azerbaijan's probably like Drakna. It's probably like something very. Is it, like, is it Russian? Azerbaijan, yeah, I think it's a, a two years of Russian, and I don't know any Russian. Oh, uh, uh, well, Dasvidan is goodbye. Right. Is Drasti hello? No, that's no I hello. don't. Like you say Dobri, Dobri, like. Dobi Gillis. Good morning is like Dobri Diev? That might be good night. <clears throat> All right. Dobri well, I don't even know what I'm saying. Well, we have an Uzbeki kosher, kosher restaurant in Riverdale. That's as far as I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We should go ask them. We haven't even been there, but okay. Uh, so, do you want to talk to people about the first thing we were going to talk about? Yeah, so that's what we were saying. Is So, people keep stopping us to talk about the podcast. Mm-hmm. We got an interesting comment mm-hmm. from Karen Estrin. Oh, speaking of that, yeah. uh, Karen Estrin, we had the duck bacon. Uh, you had asked us to review the duck bacon. I very much liked it, as did Noah. Um, Emily. It was fine. It tasted it was like fine, pastrami. I actually thought it tasted pretty good. I don't know what bacon tastes like because I've never had it. Emily, who in, her, in a previous life uh, had eaten bacon, says it, it, did, it did not taste like bacon at all. Um, but it was good. It would be yeah. good like, if we threw it in something, too, I think. But it was, that, that's a, we were asked to review it. so Right. I haven't had bacon now in, I don't even know, 20-something years. But I still I want that itch scratched. And it does not scratch the bacon itch for me. But it, it was delicious. Yeah. In its own pastrami way. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. So go ahead. What were you um, saying? So I was going to say, so Karen Estrin... Uh, big fan of the pod, but complainer, complaining pod. that, you know, we tend to hit on shows that, you know, were big for us when we were young, which were not the same shows that she, because she's a couple years older. They're not, not so th- much older. No. It's kind of funny. She's no. not so much older. No, I think she's probably about five, older, five years older than you. Not even, um, maybe. No. And so she we're not, said... We're not into giving people's ages here. I know. I'm trying to be... And so what she said specifically, she said there's two shows that we have not... Okay. 
gotten to that she loved. Okay. Homicide? I, I cannot... I mean, I'll stop you right there. One of my all-time favorite shows... Um, my dad, Myron Yolcut, was obsessed with Homicide, and we loved it. And it was the precursor to The Wire, which, as you know, is my number one favorite show of yeah. all time. Um, and many of the same writing staff, many of the same producing staff, set in Baltimore, set in the streets of Baltimore, literally like a precursor to it. Uh, Homicide, one of the gr- one of the greats. It would it, it would definitely be in my top probably twenty of all time. It's not my top ten, but it would definitely be in my top twenty. So I love it. I love Homicide. Yeah. Go ahead. And the other show you love too, Hill Street Blues. Love it. My pa- it was one of those shows that my parents watched in St. Louis. was on at 9 o'clock, which would be 10 on the East Coast. I could never stay up late, but I'd always like, sneak around. Like I'd get into bed, and then I'd come out, and I'd see them watching it. And it was a little bit adult, like we talked about uh, with Batsheva, like a little bit too adult for me, because it was you know, a hardcore cop show set in Chicago. But I loved it. And then about when I was about 16 or 17, they re-ran it on PBS the entire run, and I watched the whole show. So... Love both of those shows. So, yes, but it's a little bit too early like, for But you. I didn't watch either show. No, right. I haven't watched one minute of either of those right. shows. Right. Hill Street Blues and St. Elsewhere were kind of in the same area. And, uh, same area. And as you know, I love St. Elsewhere. Uh, I had that on my list. But, uh, yeah, I love both of those shows. But you were saying, so she was saying. So, I wanted to like say, so she said that. And then I think the next day or the day after, we talked to your brother. Right. He is 28. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking about the shows I like? You guys are too old. And you're talking about shows that are too old for me. Same complaint, opposite end. So uh-huh. I think we need to be more sensitive to this. Mm-hmm. We were thinking we want to do something with this. Maybe yeah. we should have viewers so, recommend shows that are out of our well, what we think we're gonna you know, do time is zone. Like he probably out. is into the like, 90s shows that we were too, you know, Yeah, what we think we're going to do is maybe we'll have like a, a segment where each week we talk about an old school show and a new school show. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah, but I think we need to even go beyond our, you know, what is the definition of old school, new school? It changes depending on how old you are. Well, but it kind of has to be somewhat in our wheelhouse because we wouldn't be able to talk about a show that we don't watch, period. I mean, you know. What if we watched a show that we never watched, that we missed? Just like one episode of it to see I what know, it was. I'm just, not, I, I have too much binge watching to do. I'm not going to throw in a random show now like I, an entire run. I, 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 I watch a pilot or an episode of it. If somebody has a recommendation of something we should be watching that's either too old for us or too young for us, I would, I would consider that. Not too old or too young, but one that was on before we were... On before our day yeah. or on, or now that you we know, like in the 90s or 2000s that, that mentioned The 90s. Like, there were shows that were, you know... That's that not what Adir was talking about. I believe it was. No? He was? Like, the, like just, he was saying, like, a sitcom that we didn't watch? Right. Like, so the one I'm thinking of, I don't know that this is his. Like, I'm thinking of Boy Meets World, right? Like, Boy right. Meets World is this big cultural phenomenon that now has come back in the form of Girl Meets World on Disney that my kids are obsessed with. But I never watched Boy Meets World because I was too old. Right. You know? And so I can't sort of connect to it in the way that I want to. Like, I get that what everyone else feels nostalgic about it, but I missed it. So right. I'm a little sad. I was already, I don't know, in college or whatever right. by then. High school. Listen, you're not going to be able to please everybody. We try to do our best of the shows that we watch. Uh, but we're not against talking about shows that took place long ago. Uh, you know, I don't know that we're going to be talking about, like, the Ricky Nelson show. Maybe we should. Or Concentration or, like, something, you know, like, from 1958. But, you know, also we're not going to cover everything that's going on now just because it's, like, hard to do it. But we're, I'm sensitive to everybody's thoughts and we'll do our best. Please make suggestions. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. So first thing we're talking about this week is our always our opening segment, which is what we watched this week. Yep. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, I have two things to talk about Go this ahead. week. Number one, uh, I watched the premiere of Billions on Showtime. Okay. So this thing sort of, this show sort of is everything you want on paper. It's a you know prestige show on Showtime. It's right. starring Paul Giamatti and that guy from Homeland. Right. What's his name? Uh, Damian Lewis. Him. Yeah. Not great. 
Kind of boring. Okay. Uh, I watched it in three parts. Wasn't Damien Lewis the name of the kid who beatboxed on American Idol from Seattle? What was his name? <laughs> I have no idea. You know idea. what I'm talking about? He like was this, he, he he was runner up. He was he finished in second place. He used to beatbox everything, and Simon would be like, "All right, enough of the beatboxing already." He was original, like like probably first seven. I'm not seasons. talking about Elliot Yasmin here. No, Yam, his name El- is. Elliot Yasmin, yeah, not no. Yasmin. Um, no, no, his name was like something Lewis or you wouldn't know. He was like short. He was from Seattle. He was like this little guy, and he always like turned everything into a beatbox or a rap. Vaguely. All right. Anyway, but it's not him. It's Damian Lewis from Homeland. But go ahead. Yeah, I watched it in three parts because I fell asleep twice. So I had to watch it in three separate nights. You do have an issue with falling asleep with shows, though, when you watch it. I do. Yeah. That is true, but it was pretty boring. Um, I just watched the first episode. It's my, my real complaint is about these sort of, you know, New York Wall Street a-holes. And uh-huh. I feel like living here in New York, you, like, can meet them anytime you want to. So the idea of spending my free time watching them is not very no novel. No offense to any of our viewers who work on any of our listeners who work on Wall Street. We have a number of them. Oh, not I'm not. My complaint is not with Wall Street. Yeah. It's with people that are kind of unpleasant, you know, okay. a-holes. Anyway, so I'll watch episode two. I think I may quit after that. Okay. And the other thing I want to talk about is a show that I'm not sure that I'm watching. I'm only okay. about 50% in on this show. Okay. Top Chef. Okay. So a few months back, I was going to do a segment. We never got around to it. Like, should I divorce this show? Right. I don't know. I've been watching like 12 seasons or whatever it is of Top Chef. Right. I'm done. Okay. Decided I wasn't going to watch this season. But there's been a lot of seasons of Top Chef that I haven't watched. I've missed like the last three or four. I know, but now you're back. But it's an in, it's an in and out show. Like you can come in for one season and be like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. But I think I needed that permission, right? Like okay. I, I haven't been in and out. I've been in and now I'm out. Um, but now our daughter's into it. So yeah. I sort of hang around while she watches. Yeah. And, you know, I feel, tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong about this, 15 seasons in or whatever it is, I feel you have to know too much about the food industry now. Like, it used to be you just watch, the food looked good, the food didn't look good. Now it's like a chef walks in and they all start going, oh my God, it's Chef Jane Smith. Everyone knows she's the best chef in New Orleans who makes shrimp. Oh, everybody knows that. Okay. And I don't know that. That's a thirty. Yeah. That's 20 seconds in the episode. But then it's the same way with all the ingredients. Everybody knows that... You know, fiddle ferns are the greatest, newest, you know, vegetable. I, I don't know. I don't care. I'm over it. But are you saying you want fiddle ferns in, Chalent, in the next challenge? That is what I would like. Um, is that a real thing, fiddle ferns? Fiddle ferns. I ate them once. They were fine. But did you actually hear that other thing or you just made that up? Fiddle ferns I made up. Okay. I ate them once with, well, I was going to shout out a friend who definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And then actually this Why did she not listen? She, I don't know. She, I mean, I guess she could. My friend Molly from high school. She's oh, okay. not the type to listen to podcasts. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, and she is the type to eat fiddle ferns. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I feel a little bit like, um, what, was I, what was I saying? Oh. About the top show. Oh, and so this week I actually liked it because they were eating like beef. And I was like, oh, I like beef. Right. And it made me remember that most episodes they're eating like crazy foods and talking about things I'm not a part of. Right. I don't know. Are you still in on Top Chef? Yeah. Well, I took off a couple seasons. I'm into this season. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Can I, feel, can I be okay with letting it go? Yeah, it's fine. Do whatever you want to do. It's TV television. That's, that's the... Go back and go start watching another, you know, British mystery of the 18th century. It's oh, fine. God. I wish. Anyway. All right. What about you? What did you watch this week? Um, well, I watched Mr. Robot finally. You know, finish that. Yeah. Which we won't talk about yet. Um, we both watched The Circus. Yes. Um... You we know, watched two episodes of the circus. That's I all think. it's been up yeah. to this point. I'm I'm a political nerd. The circus is a um, 
documentary show uh, about the race in Iowa right now. I'm sure it'll move to New Hampshire. It's on Showtime. It's about following all the candidates on both sides. It's John Heilman and... Um, the other guy. Uh, the other guy from Bloomberg Politics. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking out on his name. Uh, anyway, they uh, they go to Iowa. They talk to the candidates. They talk to people. I, I told you that I noticed in the, on, the, on the end of the first episode, the executive producer is a guy named Banks Tarver. And about, I don't know, about 10 years ago, I, I pitched a show to uh, A&E or AMC with a couple different partners, one of them being Banks Tarver, who I didn't know who somebody else brought in. Um, and Banks and I and this other person pitched this show about following the interns of the campaign on I, in Iowa and New Hampshire and all this stuff, because we thought it'd be interesting to follow these, like, you know, 18 to 22-year-old kids. Uh, but anyway, it turned out they passed on it, the, show, the network passed on it, because they thought it was too hard to turn around. It had to kind of be topical, and so it couldn't be, like, three months later you edit and bring it back. It had to be topical, and you have to turn around very quickly. Uh, fast forward to now, Bank Starver sold the show very similar to it. Not, 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 I'm not like, he didn't steal it or anything, you know. Um, he, he's a very successful uh, producer. And so now that's what the show is, is they follow around the candidates. It's been great. I'm a political nerd, so I love watching it. Um, and we enjoyed it, right? It was on two episodes, Showtime. You, I mean, you get to meet the candidates in, like, situations that you normally don't see them in. It's more, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And I said to you, let's, like, you know, Bernie Sanders comes across as incredibly likable. Uh, Jeb Bush comes across as likable. Marco Rubio comes across, like, cringy, cringeworthy nerdy. Like, yeah. Um, more so than when you see him, like, even in public. Um, you know, he tries very hard. It's like he was... He, he, I've heard him do this in a lot of interviews on the show. He's, like, talking about how he loved NWA and gangster rap when he was younger. It's like, okay, Marco, we get it. You're trying to seem yeah. like... Yeah, like that's going to get him any voters in Iowa. Yeah, like John Kasich yeah. was kind of telling terrible jokes. It was, like, awful. The worst. He seemed like your 90-year-old uncle who, like, you know... Like, he actually had to say that was a joke. Yeah, after nobody he would laughed, like, in front of, like, 20 people. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, it was very interesting. You saw like the intricacies of the race in Iowa up to this point. So that was a great. I thought that was enjoyable. What was pretty remarkable is the turnaround time. Like you said, is pretty quick. Like it really feels up to date. It feels like they filmed it. I don't know if they did, but it feels like they filmed it that oh, week yes, or the week definitely, before. Definitely I mean, in the, it, in the it really weekend. feels fresh. In, definitely in the in, within that week. Yeah. So we're, I think the show will get more interesting. It's <coughs> interesting now, and I think it'll get more interesting as we go. Yeah, that was great. And um, and the access they get. Yeah. Well, is they're two fantastic. of the most prominent political, you know, um, reporters in the world today in America today so they're going to get that kind of work yeah uh, I'm watching the challenge we're down to the final three um, it's been great uh, Anissa who you make fun of that she's still doing is still Wait. in it oh sorry um, uh, Anissa who's like 40 yeah Anissa's still in it and um, uh, by the way people are like oh my god what just happened Emily fell <laughs> she kicked <laughs> over a water something. bottle uh, yeah Anissa is in the final three she's not very athletic but because um, she's 40, uh, but she's shockingly, like, is actually doing pretty well, and she plays the game well, so she's still in it. They're By the both... way, I couldn't I, I couldn't even do the first challenge. Yeah, she was, like, I, hanging off. The fact off. that she's even attempting it. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, actually. I couldn't walk to the challenge. Yeah, um, so they're going to Berlin. You know, they always go to a foreign country for or, for the final challenge, so they're going to Berlin, so that'll be good. And uh, Survivor's coming back soon. Uh, Walking Dead's coming back. Getting excited about that. Um, was there anything else I watched, really? Oh, we, uh, Housewives? Anything interesting happened in Housewives this week? Oh, um, talk about... Do you oh, want to tell them really quick about the thing I about... I did, Yolanda? but I don't have the woman's name. Shoot. So I, I heard on another podcast, actually, Bitch Sesh, which is a, a great podcast. They were talking about... You know how Yolanda... On, oh, by the way, this will be short about the Housewives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just Don't tune out. Don't tune out, Darren. Um, <laughs> so uh, they talk... You know, Yolanda has this mysterious... What do they call her? Health advocate? Yeah. 
So this health advocate has a website. We're gonna I'm gonna look up her name. I'm gonna go three names. You can keep talking. Um, And what's great about it is that this website says nothing about being a health advocate. It's just basically that this woman is like a life coach and former prostitute or porn star stripper. A prostitute, actually, I think, former escort. So I'm just not sure where Yolanda was like, you know what I need? A health escort. And somebody was like, well, I know a stripper. She was like, excellent. Hire her. And she follows her around, right? And all this stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. Or a call girl. Yeah, Um, we're looking at the name. April Daisy White. Google April Daisy White. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. But on her thing, she doesn't hide it. She's like, teacher, spiritual writer, spiritual advisor, coach. Pilates in, uh, instructor, translator, and high-class call girl. Right. So why didn't she at some point just, like, go back on the website and just write, like, and health advocate? Like, that would have taken 14 seconds. Right. No. No, no, no. Clearly no. not a priority. No. And It's so strange. Yeah. And Yolanda can afford the best. She could afford, like, a, a real health advocate. Well, and she doesn't even need a health advocate. She just needs a psychologist psychiatrist because she's depressed. Right. You know, I'm, I, it's still very clear to me that this woman is just depressed. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, we don't think you talk about that every no, week. But very anything else interesting happen on it? Did anything happen with Kyle? Or this week was mostly about the Kyle. New by the way, is going to be on the new Celebrity Apprentice with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kyle Richards. He's one of the contestants. I'm not going to watch that. What? Who's the host? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can, Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger. I can finally what? go back and watch it. Well, nobody knows this, but three years ago, I told Emily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped watching The Apprentice. I mean, this is God's honest truth. Yeah. Donald Trump started in with the birther stuff, yeah, and I was I like, it was straight racism, straight racist bullshit you yeah. know the stuff that he always does and I was like that's it I'm not going to give this guy my money I, I've never done this before for a TV show but it was so ugly and so transparent that he was just trying to be racist that I stopped watching it and I love the Celebrity Apprentice anyway he's gone now because he's running for president and Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing it and, and Kyle Richards is going to be one of the contestants but does Arnold have a you know personality? who else is Vince Neil one of the contestants oh I like Vince Neil I will always love Vince Neil yeah uh, does Arnold Schwarzenegger have any personality no, have you ever watched his movies? I mean, he's great, but he doesn't have personality. It's a strange choice. It's fine. Anyway. You know, he's like you're terminated. I think that's what's going to be the. Are they thing. really? It's got to be right. Honest or it's like God. you won't be back. You know, it'll be one of those two. <laughs> it'll either be your terminator, or you won't be back. I mean, I can guarantee it. Oh no. Um. So yeah. So that's that. So that's for this. That's that's this week's. Stuff. Okay. Great. Okay. We got two big topics tonight. Okay. Next topic, I am beyond excited about. Okay. Those of you who listened probably about a month ago. Right, because uh, we do it about every two weeks. Yeah, actually, it was more than that. Uh, we challenged each other to a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a show swap. I've been trying to get Ari to watch Transparent for over a year. He right. wouldn't do it. He agreed to watch Transparent if I watched. Uh, it was either Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead. I chose, chose Game of Thrones. Right. So I did my assignment right away. Right. I watched Game of Thrones. Right. With a month to go. Right. Watched Transparent just to keep up. Right. Waited for you to watch. Right. Took about a month till you watched right. it. Although I agreed to finally do it because I got that email from Karen Estrin's husband, Noah, who was like, I didn't think I was going to be into it. Karen, maybe watch it. I watched it. I liked it. So I was like, okay, if, you know, maybe if Noah likes it, it'll be something that I'm willing to watch. Yep. Um, and finally, finally, Ari has watched, and we are ready to talk about both shows tonight. We have not discussed either of them with no. each other. I am beyond excited to talk about all of these things tonight. Okay. Who should go first? Uh, however you want. I want to know what you think of Transparent. So... <clears throat> It was good. I mean, it was it was it wasn't great. I wasn't like, oh, I, I got to see the next episode, but it was enjoyable. Um, you know, my issue with it, and I'm somebody who's very liberal and all this stuff, but I told Emily, it was like, I don't really want to watch a show about that every episode is going to be about the transgender uh, transformation of the thing. I can watch Caitlyn if I want. You know, I'm not. It's like I, I, I'm totally pro it. Like, yeah. I, I think it's great. I think people who live this false life, hidden life. Um, uh, should fully be allowed to uh, to transform. Is that the word? To 
transition. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great thing. I think it's necessary. Uh, I fully support it. But I was like, eh, I don't want to watch a whole dramatic show about all this stuff, and it's going to be like, whatever. It's like, okay, I get it. Um, so that was my main thing. Um, now I can say the weirdest thing about it is not the fact that he is transgender, but the weirdest thing that freaks me out, and it actually freaked me out before about this person, is uh, what's the one with the girl who used to be the child actress? Uh, oh God. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh God, I gotta look. I keep wanting to say Haley Steinfeld. No, no, not, no, no, uh, no. Eisenberg. No. Or... Uh, she's on Girls. Yeah, she's on Girls. Uh, yep. Oh my God, how do we not know oh her name? Oh my God, I'm losing it. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, and, uh, um. So I'm watching the show. You can you can look it up while I discuss this thing. So you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give this show a shot. And I can tell in the first episode, like it's every other scene is like a sex scene, and I know it's like Emily's probably like that. She thinks that's why I'm gonna like it because it's like she's like you're gonna love the music. Meanwhile, I didn't recognize one song. I'm not a Jim I was Croce person. Super upset that Jim Croce song when they have the two girls singing it. Yeah, I was like, oh, Ari's gonna love this. How did I know? I figured you would love uh, Jim Croce. I figured you grew up on that stuff. I did. But um, I guess not. No. So I did not. Gabby Hoffman. Yeah, Gabby Hoffman. So I'm watching the show, and Gabby Hoffman comes on. And Gabby Hoffman comes on, and just like in Girls, which freaks me out about her in Girls, is I'm going to put this very, like, uh, you know, PC. And again, I am a feminist who believes... Kids every- don't watch. Kids, close your ears. Yeah, I don't think kids... Do kids listen to our podcast? I don't know. If, if there's a child listening to the podcast, uh, yeah. You're right, actually. Maybe, like, a Hava lets her kid listen yeah. to it. So if kids are listening to it, it's, it's not going to be... Well, I already said that all the sex scenes, so yeah. I hope they already stopped listening to it. But Gabby Hoffman's grooming habits bother the crap out of me. <laughs> this woman, again, I'm a feminist. You can do whatever you want. But freakier than the transition, the transgender, is Gabby Hoffman and her in, in her natural status. It's like, it bothers me in girls. It's like, come on. You're just trying to be that way to be that way. And she's like a, a doula or a midwife. And she's into, like, the in real life, like, yeah. she's into the natural world and all that stuff. But... You know, it's that's that's way creepier to me than anything else. You got to do a little man, a womanscaping. But I don't have a problem with it in general. What I think is sort of interesting is that she's not really naked for any purpose. Like she just literally walks on screen, yeah. takes off her clothes. You can see how she's groomed, yeah. and then she just walks off. But also, can I say another thing? In like they did it just to show, like in the um, in girls, yes. which I love, a huge girls fan. I buy it for her character. Right. In this show, that character is not not grooming. Like, it just it's just not it's just like too much. Yeah. All right. So so that bugs the crap out of me. So uh, that I, I, but I, I'm gonna I have, have to, to, I'm gonna have to fast forward through her scenes just in case I have to see that. I have to tell you that I never I didn't know if you would like the show or not like the show, but I never would have thought that that would have been the thing. Really? That would have yeah. that would have you, know, you would have paid the most attention. Okay. To well, in that's either direction. Well, that's my issue with the show. Okay. That's my first issue, though. Otherwise, it was fine. Um... You know, I, I like the character so far. Um, not not much has happened. I watched the first two episodes. Um, there's a lot of, like, you know, sex scenes. But I, I, that doesn't make or break a show for me. I mean, I'm not Darren. Right. So, it's like, you know how Darren says, like, he ha- like a show that's medium is better if, if, if he told us yeah. that in his thing. It's like if there's nudity and stuff. So, it's like, that's not necessary for me. And it's like, this one's cheating with this one. This one's lesbian. And she's cheating with this one. But she's not a lesbian. And uh, um, Jay Duplass is great. I mean, his brother, like we talked about, is in Togetherness. Which is Mark. coming back. I yeah. just saw an ad for it. I was The two of them excited. do very funny stuff. You've still never seen the show, um, the movie Cyrus, which is great, which is the two of them do with Jonah Hill's the star of it. Um, I think they directed it and wrote it. Um, anyway, so you should see that. But um, he's good. Um, the daughter's good. You know, what's his name? good. Judith Light's great. Um, so it was an, an enjoyable uh, two half hours. 
But uh, Gabby Hoffman's got to take care of so her. Okay. Fair enough. That's where I'm at. Uh, there's an episode in the second season where she's just talking. Uh, don't this is not a spoiler. spoiler. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a spoil. Not really a spoiler. Okay. There's an episode in the second season where she's talking and just one of her nipples is just hanging out and like whatever. It seems like the kind of thing she would do or that they would yeah. do is just have her talk. It turns out it was just an accident. Like she was just filming. She's just the kind of person who doesn't notice when that's one of I'm her saying. boobs falls out of and, her shirt and, and she I'm just saying. continued to the act. The real Gabby Hoffman. Yeah. Would have an ungroomed. Uh, pubic area. Yes. The Gabby Hoffman character on Girls, which is a great character, by the way. I love her character, Girls. Yeah. Because she's batshit crazy. Yes, true. And I I have a sense she's kind of like Gabby Hoffman in real life. Doesn't shave her underarms. uh, You know, has that issue everywhere. Like, doesn't shave her legs on the show. And I totally buy it. Yeah. But in this show, it's not, that character's not like kooky enough to do that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair. Um, So I'll see where it goes. We'll see, you know. You gonna stick with it? Yeah. I'll probably watch it again. You know. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. I'm glad you like. No, is it too Jewy? Jewy enough? I didn't even notice the Jewish stuff yet. Got it. Was there okay. a big Jewish stuff in the first two episodes? There's a lot of like oyves. There's a lot. Of, there's like it actually takes it farther than oyves. There's a lot of you know Yiddishisms. I feel like maybe not in those first two. They're, episodes. They were just talking a lot about the Holocaust, the Bubby's uh, pearl yeah. ring or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't recognize a lot of Jewish stuff yet, so maybe that comes in later in the season. I guess so. And he was good, Jeffrey Tambor and stuff like that. Yeah, he's good. He takes it places you don't think he's going to take it. Yeah, but I wasn't a... My, I, and, and you also were like the Free to Be You and Me song, which again, I know you don't believe this, but my mom didn't show us. So I think my mom was a Jim Croce fan, and we, we did have a lot of old 70s albums and stuff, which I listened to a lot of, but I don't remember Jim Croce songs, um, um, you know, like, enough to... I know what, what, What's his famous song, Jim Croce? The one um, you always sing? Uh, not that one, not Operator from this. Oh, uh, is that what it was? Is that, that song, his number one? song that was in this All right, was so Operator. no, it wasn't, I didn't know it enough. Um, what's the other famous one? I can't remember. Anyway. So what about a cab- taxi driver or something? A cab that, driver? That's not Jim Croce. What's that? That's the other guy. Uh. It's Harry Chapin. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And all the same. All right. Anyway. So that was it. it was, I, I watched it. It was harmless. Yeah. All right, I mean, good. It was fine. I, and I, I don't give it a negative review. And I appreciate you watching it. I've been waiting for a year, so I'm if glad. If anybody out there knows Gabby Hoffman, give her a call and get my, her situation fixed. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> all right. The kids can come back and watch it now. All right. Excellent. Um, next I mean, sh- the kids can go back and listen now. Yep. After the kids go to sleep, the title basically says the kids shouldn't be listening to it. But Ahava and Ephraim Leap Tag listen to it in their car, like in their, or somewhere, once, and they let their oldest daughter listen. So you're right to say, like, do it. But I don't think in general people listen with their kids. Yeah. One we'll have it all kids. We're going to have Noah as a guest, our daughter, one episode, and that'll be a kid's episode. Yeah. She's been watching a lot of good shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. You want to know what I thought? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, it's not going to bother me one way or the other, but, you know, we, we did it as a thing, so feel free to give us, give us your thoughts on it. Okay, then. It's coming back in April, by the way, the new season. Excellent. Um, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thoughts when I finished it were, oh, crap, now I'm going to have to watch five seasons. Oh. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Oh. And I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Oh, nice. And I started off. You're gonna, you're gonna. Be, if you're into it after one episode, like after three, you're gonna be like, oh, now I gotta really watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really don't have time to watch. What is five it? Five times thirteen. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Uh, but but I there's was, such the, the episodes are so rich and everything. It's like even if you just watch one episode, you can't binge watch it too easily. But even if you watch one episode of it, then yeah, you know. Well, but here's the thing. So I started off very negative. Yeah. So the first ten minutes. It's freezing cold. It's like snowy. Mm-hmm. There's these guys running around, like going around on horses oh, yeah. in yeah. the snow, and there's a lot oh, of like. a spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen Game of Thrones, but five years gone. You have to it's watch It's the first it. 10 minutes. Yeah, okay. I'm spoiling the first 10 okay. minutes of a series for you. It's fine. Yeah. But so it's, they're riding around in the snow on yeah. horses, and there's all these like decapitated heads. Yeah, and you're like, and, oh. and I'm like, okay, if you know me, there's three things I'm not a fan of snow, 
Decapitated horses, heads. decapitated heads. Yeah. And I was like, this is a disaster. I, how am I going to get through this hour? Okay. I'm already out. I'm nine minutes in, and I'm like so done with this. Right. Um, but then they turn it around. Right. They sort of, I mean, I'm hoping there's not a lot of that sort of no, that's riding actually, around in that's, the woods stuff. Well, there's a lot of riding around in the woods, but that storyline uh, that that dealt with uh, comes into play much more later on in the series, and it's more of the fantastical, fantastical things. Is that the thing where at the end the guy sees the guy and he gets freaked out? I don't know. He sees like a bunch of decapitated heads and he gets freaked out. No, but doesn't he see one per doesn't he see Who one guy? Remembers? Okay. I wasn't paying attention All right, well, anyway, at that point. There's some of that, but not really. You know, but, but then it gets easy to understand. It gets more like I don't know if lighthearted is the word I want to use, but that who's that what's the guy? Uh Ned Stark? No. Um Robert Baratheon, the king? No, no, no. One of the Lannisters. He's great. Oh, Jamie Lannister? Yeah. Oh, oh, Tyrion. You Tyrion, mean, fantastic. Yes. And I, I feel uh, like uh, Peter Dinklage. He's fantastic. By the way, and he won't, you'll see why he wins Emmys. He's one of the best TV characters on TV today. But it's almost like you know, you're watching and you're like, I might be okay with this show. And then he comes on screen and you go, mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, he makes, I'm in. He makes the show. He's yeah. the glue that you just wait for him to get on screen. And he only gets better throughout the yeah. next five seasons. So it's Yeah. Great. And then you're like, oh, I see where this is going. And the amazing and... thing about it, right, is they, they cast the show where Tyrion Lannister in the books is a short person. And... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't oh, my make God. Up the... How great is that? Yeah. And so... Like, what's the luck that there's this great actor, Peter Dinklage, who yeah. happens to also be a short person, and, like, he's 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 Tyrion Lannister, like, when you see That's him. Awesome. So, it's amazing, but, yeah. you know. Um, I'll tell you, this is kind of a spoiler, but it again... Would be like, if they had a great character who was, um, you know, I don't know, one-eared? Right. A, a one-eared giant. Yeah. And there happened to be one actor and like right, you know, who's like great an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah, who, yeah. So. that's awesome. Um, and then the one thing is kind of, kind of funny. This is a spoiler, but only a first episode spoiler. Yeah. So if you oh, don't no, don't give a big spoiler. There's some big really spoilers. I can. You don't think can I can? You, give... Can you just write it down really quick? Well, just like give it one All right, thing. I'm writing and I'll it say down. If it's okay to do it. Can I? Can I talk about that? Do you think? What? Who? Who? Who's that? The. Who's that? Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. Who's? Uh. Sorry. No, first of all, can... first of all, that doesn't happen. And secondly, oh, it really he Are you talking about the okay. castle scene? Yeah. No, that that does not Oh, happen. really? Okay. Yeah. Forget it. Okay. Yeah. This is all going on on paper. Okay. Well, I won't talk about that. Yeah, then. no, that's a big spoiler. That you shouldn't spoil. Okay, we, I won't we, spoil. We, it. I mean, we, again, it's 8 seasons ago, but first uh, of all, this wait cuz in like t- 2009. Yeah, you're like, right, but spoil. we didn't warn anybody about that. All right, yeah. fair enough. I won't. But what were we going to say about it? Like was that a good plot line or I'm not going to go. I think I guess anyway. All right. Well, all right. So we'll you were happy, about, with but, it. but I liked it. I liked it. I guess I had low expectations, especially like I said after those first ten minutes, and right. then I was like, "Oh, I think I'm, I think I'm in." Okay. So, um, so, the, so we did the transfer. Everybody enjoyed their watching the other person's yeah, show. Yeah. So it's good. I think I'm gonna stick with it. I'm not saying I'm gonna do. Did you watch the opening scene? Like, or you fast forward through the theme? No, the theme song. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, right? Like Darren says, it gets you like into the. By the way, it's important to watch because it shows you the map of where everything is. So you get an, it, it's really important at least in the beginning, so you know where like Winterfell is and you Got know it. where King's Landing is and you know where the Wall is because it literally shows you on the map. And then each episode right before it happens, it shows you which lands that episode is going to take place in. So you know like we're going to go to this or this. I'm thinking of the Princess Bride when they go to like Gilder and then they go to like the cliffs. Yeah, that's what this yeah. is like. Okay. Wait, did you did we meet did you meet Daenerys Targaryen yet? Yeah. Oh, she's the best, right? Yeah. She's so good. And wait till you see, like, her transformation is phenomenal. She's, All right. She's, I mean, I have, you know, beyond a crush. I mean, she's great, great. All right. Excellent. And she's adorable in that first season. Like, she's like, beautiful. you're like, oh, my God, this woman's stunning. 
right? Unlike, uh, Unlike your friend Gary, Gary Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Shockingly, by the way, when you watch Game of Thrones, people talk about this, is you do have grooming, and everybody's like, there's no grooming. Right. But by the way, who, Game of Thrones is not like supposed to be in the past. You don't know where. It's a, it's a mythical land. It's, oh, really? It could be like today? Yeah, well, it could be. It's, it's it could be in some other world. It's a fantasy. It's not like Got back it. in the day. There's not actual lands. There's not actually. Um, uh, there's not actually a Winterfell, or there was never a Winterfell. It's made up of a thing. So, but everybody's like, when you'll see future scenes, because there's a lot of nudity. Everybody's like, because well, <laughs> sometimes they're not grooming. You're like, oh, that's good. But sometimes they're like, you're like, how is that woman? Why does that woman have a Brazilian wax back in the thing? Well, what's funny is like when you talk about like Winterfell and other worlds. Yeah. I like tune out. I'm like so but not this interested. Looks very so specific. I'm trying to remember that like that's not how I felt when I watched the show. When right. I felt when I watched it, I felt like I was very very you know paying much attention. Right. So you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, good. That was good. That was a good exercise. Yeah. I like that. All right. To be continued. Okay. All right. Our last subject we want to talk about. Yes. We want to talk about Mr. Robot. Yes. And we're going to say that we're going to talk about spoilers. Yes. A lot. Yes. You can... We, we'll, here's, here's the deal. We're going to talk about it and, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to discuss it because we both... Yeah. Um, we both watched it. You watched it a while ago, maybe about a month ago. I watched it over this last week or so, and so now we're going to talk about it for, I don't know how long it'll take, but it'll be the last segment on the show, so um, unless you want to hear whatever our closing theme song is, which is a nice little th- and, and theme song, um, you can stop listening now yes. and don't get it spoiled for you, because we recommend the show, I mean, the overall gist of it is that we recommend watching it, it won the Golden Globe for mm-hmm. best uh, television show, not best new show, the best television show on TV, it won yeah. the Golden Globe for so now we're going to talk about it for 15 minutes. If you don't want to be spoiled, because we're going to talk about it fully, and it's a show where there's a lot of spoilers, you should stop listening now. We yeah, appreciate... like if you think you might watch it, end it. We won't be sad. We won't. Yeah, we, this, is, this is for the people who've watched it, and if there's only five of you, there's only five of you. What are we going to do? But uh, it's a great show. We appreciate having everybody listen on the podcast this week, who are going to tune out right now. Yes. But it was great having you and, on. And we'll see you we'll all be back next either week. next week or the week after. But now we're going to talk about Mr. Robot. You've, given, you've been given a fair warning, and now in three, two... One, we'll discuss. Don't worry, don't yeah, start back with Robot. Okay. okay, so go ahead. Excellent. All right, so Mr. Robot. Yes. I think I liked it more than you. It seemed like you were not that into it. No, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I think what I liked best about it, almost like Game of Thrones, is that I think it grew on me, right? Like, okay. I think I said to you after I watched an episode or two, like, eh, it's good. Like, it's pretty, uh, what's the word? Like, it's pretty boilerplate. Like, right. I like it. Like, there's every episode, like, he sort of solves a crime and everything works out great right. in the end. Uh, and there's not more to it. And right. then as it went on, it really sort of got more and bigger and right. and there were more layers to it and it seemed smarter and more important. Like a lot more was happening and a lot of secret twists. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, I just did not see that coming. Like, right. And I bet, I'm guessing a lot of people sort of gave the show up after a couple weeks, not realizing what well, this was building to. I still thought... I didn't think it was that big of a build. Like I thought from the start it was interesting. I didn't think they like changed directions in any way. I think I think what they do is a good job with the casting. So I remember this guy Rami Malek. Yeah, he was in either um, the Pacific or uh, what was the other Steven Spielberg one about the war Band of Brothers. Okay. He played a soldier in one of those, and I remember really when, he's old enough for that. Yeah, it wasn't so long ago the show. Seems young. Okay. Um, and when I saw him in that, I mean, I guess it could be also a uh, not Goodwill Hunting. What was the one when they the brother when they when Matt Damon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding. Yeah, Finding yeah. Neverland. That's Finding the Neverland finding, Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, I think it was I think it was the other one. I think it was Band of Brothers or the Pacific. Um, but he was in that, and I recognized him at the time. I was like, "Oh, this guy's a very interesting looking character. He's got to be Jewish or Israeli." Yeah. And when I looked it up, his name's Rami. I was like, oh, "Okay, he clearly is," which he is. I thought he's Egyptian. He is, but Jewish. I said, right? 
I Is he not think Jewish? He was Jewish. Oh, I always thought that. I felt like from the first time I looked it up, uh, I thought that was the case. Um, anyway, so I think they did a good casting with him. I think they did great casting with um, his sister. I can't. You, uh, I, it's funny because I told you originally that the friend I, was, I thought his friend was like super attractive and like you like wanted to watch her. The one who was the drug dealer. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she dies, right? Yeah. Like, that next episode, she dies. And I was like, oh, poor, I enjoyed what I just told Emily. I thought she was, like, you know, like, very watchable. Um, and But then, by the end, like, the sister really grabs you at some point, at least grabbed me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, like, a, she's really good, too. And her name's, like, you know, something Chaykin, um, like Alyssa Chaykin. But something. you realize also... But I'm like, wow. So so each character, and, and Christian Slater, I have a funny story about that. We can talk about yeah. that in a second. But um, the, the casting is good. Yes. Now, did you go back and watch some of the scenes after all the big reveals? Did you go back and watch the early episodes? No, what so do you the mean? the sister, like right, early on, she, like, storms in his apartment a couple times. And he's like, what are you doing here? Why are you in my apartment? And the uh, dialogue actually makes sense on two levels. When you watch it the first time, you think that she's this, like, kooky, crazy, what do they call right. it? Manic pixie dream girl. Of, who's just... Who's a hacker, by who's the way. Hacker, who's a hacker. Who's part just of that like, society. Who's just, like, happens to be in his apartment, and she's, like, kooky. Stalking him, yeah. Yeah, and then you watch the same scene the second time, and all of her lines make perfect sense as the sister of, of, oh, of like her what? being, like... Oh, like I can't wish I kept the script. Like, you know, like... Like, oh God, I wish I could think of it. Like, she, she answers his questions. Like, he says, what are you doing here? And yeah. she actually answers him. She goes, I need to take a shower. And when you heard it the first time, you're, you're like, she's crazy. She's crazy. We heard right. it the second time, you're like, no, she actually needed to take a shower. Gotcha. And she was talking to her brother, and, and all, her, all her lines that seemed kooky are totally rooted in reality. And I went back and I watched a bunch of scenes, and you realize that her acting performance had a lot more to it than you thought it did. It was another thing that sort of you didn't, you didn't get in those first episodes. So, gotcha. It's actually a lot that I went back and rewatched. Yeah, just as he was born to Egyptian parents, by the way. So yeah, his his a twin, identical twin brother, Sammy, mm. Rami and Sammy. All right. Um, but now I t- I told you from episode I think it was episode number two, um, that I knew that Christian Slater was made up in his mind. I said to you, I am very impressed that you knew that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't well, like spoiled for you at all, or you? you no, got that I on just your figured own. it out. I actually thought it was possible that all of the characters were all different manifestations of his personality, and he was the one solely doing it. Like, I thought the African-American that guy... still might be possible. It's There's still, like, some... No, well, later on, don't they have them doing, like, specific things where it's, like... Like, there's no way he could have done all he did at the mountain, at Iron Maybe. Mountain, um, without them in the car doing... Especially because he didn't even go to the mountain, right? They went... Did they go without him? No, he went. Didn't they leave and he stayed? They did, but they had to get him through his drug rehab, and then he ends up going into the thing and doing the thing in the bathroom, where, where Tyrell finds... Where, you know, Willie... Right. but Willig. isn't there a moment where they're like, we're getting out of here, yes, and he stays he's... back with Christian Slater? Yes, in the hotel, but they yeah. don't actually go to the mountain yet. Okay. But, um, but after listening to... Uh, at the end of the... Um, at the end of the uh, on-demand watching, which is what I yeah. did, Sam Esmail, the yeah. creator and executive producer, talked about it, and he talked about like you know the, the the moment where he decided to make these revelations of the fact that you know Christian Slater was yeah was like a, a figment of his imagination. But he also says importantly, he goes he goes all along I planned this to be a tribute or some some way or an inspired by uh, he was stronger than inspired by. Of Fight Club. Which I haven't seen. Oh, okay. So whatever you say next, I probably won't understand. Okay. So, um, so, so, when he said that, he was talking about this other thing. Anyway, so, he talks about that, blah, 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 blah. 
but then I but I but it, it was obvious to me that in episode two that it was the way they were staging things with Christian Slater, how he was talking to him, how the others sometimes did react, the other times sometimes they didn't react. That I was like, oh, he's you know. He's a figment of his imagination. This guy's crazy, and he's a figment of his imagination. And then he talked about the executive producer talked about how in the scene they decided to finally show us what it looks like. Because yeah. you know, all along we've seen him in talking that scene to in the coffee shop. Yes, and he's like, whatever. yes, and he's like, yeah. we decided to show you like what it looks like when he's talking to himself, and um, you know, kind it, of looking crazy. Online, yeah. I, I think they're going to take it down. But online, they have a like a pop up video version where they sort of put notes up right. and they, they say all that stuff. Like this, So they'll show a scene with Christian Slater and they'll, they'll put a little pop-up note that says, you'll notice here that none of the actors are looking at him. Right. And so I'm glad I didn't see that ahead right. of time. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, did you know he was the father? Did you see that coming? No. No, didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. Or um, the sister. No, and I love, I, I love the, I actually love every opening scene when they come on with the 80s Mr. Robot looking um, Logo, yeah. When it starts out, and then it says created by Sam Esmail, and I love how in that last second, to last or last episode, it's it's the sign on his shop. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah on the dad's great. shop and stuff. So, you know, yes, but no, I did not see the fact that he, he was his dad. Yeah, not, not at that point. That was cool, and I also like how like the sister and the other blonde lady they go to that exercise class together. Yes, well, that was he said that was the first. He goes here. Here's what he said. He goes, I wanted you. I wanted the audience to be like, and, and this is exactly the reaction I had to be like, wait a second. Did I know they know each other? Right. Like you kind of he want, he wanted to yeah. make it vague to be like, wait, yes. I've never seen these two interact, right. but they clearly know each other. Do I need to be like, oh my god, they know each other, or was it? And for me, it was or more did, like, oh wait, right. oh, there's so Same. many intertwining things. Like maybe I missed it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Maybe I missed it. So, um, but I liked it, and I, I thought mean, it was. I thought it was really uh, the plot line is interesting, right? Like I think yeah. it's a it's a very sort of relevant that they're trying to sort of like the the credit, you know, the the credit and yeah. debt. I mean, that's all sort of very interesting. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I thought was great, well, for a couple things. One is I thought B.D. Wong as White I was, Rose I was just going to ask. I knew you were going to like. Like that. it was such a weird scene, but it right? was like really well done. I did not but, realize it was B.D. Wong until oh, after. It said B.D. Wong. I figured in the it out intros. after, but yes. No, in the intros to that yeah, episode, yeah. it said B.D. Wong, and the minute. BD, uh, the woman walks out and I can see she's Asian because I've been waiting for B.D. Wong to yeah. come out. I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be B.D. Wong. Yeah. And, and it was great that it was B.D. Wong and the woman. Now, yeah. having said that... Oh, B.D. Wong, I guess, is famously in, I think it was Madam Butterfly and that's why Oh, originally, yes. I, yes. I did not I know that on my that. Yes. I looked that up. Um, but. The funny thing I feel like was the, the, about B.D. Wong. I love the first reveal and the weird like thing where he's like, you have 30 seconds and then yeah. I'm leaving because you, know, you don't have the time and stuff. Was... It felt like at the end, so the, so the show ended, and I was like, "God, this is really a disappointing end." With the door, when like yeah. he goes to answer the door, and then they go to credits, and then they go back to a to an actual yeah. scene again, which they never do. Yeah. And um, I thought it was. Then they made this whole thing where somebody, a guy, gets out of a limo, yeah. and he starts walking in. Immediately, you can tell it's B.D. Wong. And B.D. Wong kind of walks through this weird house, this right. fancy house that looks like like an Upper Westchester mansion yeah. kind of place and this gentleman who they kind of still shoot from afar but I'm still like this is B.D. Wong like you can see it's an Asian guy what other Asian important yeah. man has been here not not in Drag anymore by the yeah. way as himself sits down next to the head of E-Corp right yeah. the main guy who's kind of taken over as the mentor to right. the friend and all of a sudden they pan over for this dramatic final reveal shot of it being B.D. Wong like they have a conversation right. you can't see it's B.D. Wong not, but not, not I saw it coming because I was better than anybody. Like, right. you kind of could see it was B.D. Wong. So I didn't get, like, 
Like, now we think, like, B.D. Wong supposedly, by the way, is the head of um, the dark, what's it called, the dark society? Yeah. The dark arts or yeah. something. It's like the hacker group that helps F society take yeah. over the world. And he's, like, number one in charge of it. And now you see that he's in cahoots with E-Corp. I think that was what I missed. So, meaning what? So he wanted to take down E-Corp, but he's really working with E-Corp? Like, right. Like, it's yeah. all part of the thing. Like, E-Corp even controls the dark like the dark arts or whatever they're called. Well, who's controlling who? Oh, you think like BD Wong? Really it could. You think it could be the BD Wong's dark? I, I want to get it right. Like, what's the thing dark called? Dark society. No, F-society, it's not dark society, dark, but I don't know. Um, um, whatever it is, is like. So you're thinking like he's kind of undercover as that, but he's dealing with E Corp on a on a legit level. But, but little does E Corp know that he's kind of undermining the whole I thing. Think that was what I thought. Oh, it's funny. I, I was thinking the other way. I was like, E Corp even controls like that. You think you have them? You think you have them by the balls, supposedly. You know, and then you do that. So that was like the final scene, and I was like, ah, eh, it's fine. I mean, I think the guy who's going to be behind the door, I think it's going to be Willick, right? Like, is that his name, Willick, the Swedish guy? I don't remember Tyrell. Tyrell, something. yeah, yeah. Um, How do you like him? He's like, I think, I, I, he's really. I never I mean, like bad guys, and he kind of annoys me. I guess so, but he's pretty, in a good way, rough for basic cable. Like, I sort of felt like, oh, they can't really go that far on this show because it's on USA, and then he's like a, he's a HBO kind of character. But he, the funny thing about him is, he's not. The wife is. The wife has made him do everything. The wife is the puppet master of him. She's like, you better take care of this. You better take care of this. Sam Esmail makes a big point where there's there's this one scene again. I hope the kids aren't watching. Um, where at the end he comes home after having sex with the uh, assist the male assistant yeah. of of the head of E Corp, the guy, to get information right, like to to get in with him. Yeah, and he has you like he's, he has a wife who's pregnant, and he goes and has this gay, you know, um, like very hardcore like love night of passion and love to get in with the guy. No pun intended. Um, and then he gets home, and the pregnant wife is laying there, and she's like, "Okay, it's time." He's like, "Nah, I just got home, I'm tired." And, and it seems like you think that he's not telling her about his exploits. Yeah. But clearly later on, you realize she knows everything. Yeah. And then she she goes, "No, I want to do it." So all of a sudden, she, he's it's very like uh, what's that? Christian Grey thing. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. He ties her up. Like, with clearly, like, um, professional yeah. level. It wasn't like he went to the closet yeah. and got a tie out. With professional level things, she, he puts a ball gag in her mouth, and you clearly see that she's the passive one in this in BDSM relationship. Uh, again, I'm not very familiar with this kind of stuff, but Sam Esmail at the end of the episode explains that they wanted to make a point that you see that in a BDSM relationship of the, what's it called? Like, oh, dominant and the... Yeah, submissive one. The submissive one. It, the truth is the submissive one is really in control of the dominant one. Like, they make the, you know, they allow the dominant one to happen and, and they wanted to show that the submissive one is the one in control. So it's funny that the woman you think is the submissive pregnant wife of this guy through the season slowly gets more and more clear that she's in on it all because at first you don't think she knows because he's like right. I'm just going out for coffee or yeah. with the guys for a drink she's clearly in on it all and by the end she's like controlling it when he's like when he doesn't get that um, uh, the thing you the know promotion. when he, when he yeah. doesn't get the promotion and then she sends him out to 
first do that weird thing in the bathroom with that her. That was weird, right? Yeah. And then uh, go up on the, the roof to have sex with her, to she, blackmail her. Wait, she sends him to do that? Yeah. She, she goes up to him. She's like, go, it's time. She sees the woman go oh. and she sends him up. And then when but she, she doesn't fi- say to kill him. No. And then when her. he screws up and kills the wife, she's oh. so, when the cops come, he, she realizes he fucked up because killing her was not part of the plan. Got and the it. rest of the time she's that. pissed and she's like, you fucked up. You better make this right for our family. Got it. And then when the cops, don't you remember the cops come to interview him? She stabs herself that in the I vagina. Yeah. To, 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 what's it called? To, to go into labor. To go into labor and have yeah. this kid to, to save his ass. Yeah. And you realize she's in control. When Rami Malik shows up to try to talk to him, she's like, what's your story? And Rami Malik is like, you guys realize that she knows what I'm doing here and like all this stuff. Yeah. So she, I actually think she's a great character because. Interesting. Yeah. Cause How did you, they find, like, do you think they were looking for Swedish actors or are they. Yeah, probably just, some foreign. Or, they, or did those of, two come in and they were like, "Oh, let's make these characters Swedish." I don't know. Well, maybe one of them did, and then, and then they found. The I didn't realize one. he was Swedish till like episode two or three when yeah. they started talking. Like he has a very like American accent when he was talking in the thing. Yeah. Um, they also the, said the, his password was like the Swedish Independence Day. Right. Yeah. Right. The the plot line with the drug dealer was a great subplot line. It I was. suspect that comes back into play, by the way. Yeah. And I was surprised he killed uh, Shayla. That, to me, was the moment where you go, oh, but oh, you kind of knew real. You kind of know he was going to kill Shayla. You kind of had the feeling that, they give you the feeling that maybe Shayla was dead in the bathtub. And then he didn't kill her. And so he wasn't going to let her go again. Remember when he comes home? Right. But I just thought, oh, she's not. She's a major character. She's not going to die. Oh, yeah. she died. Yeah, yeah, she died. Sam Esmail also made a point to be like, they didn't want that gang, uh, the gang, the drug dealer, the drug, the main guy to be, he's not like supposed to be, supposed to be this thuggy guy. He's supposed to be very spiritual because he gives that whole speech to Rami Malek about how their, their paths cross for a reason. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. So he's like, he's very, supposed to be a very spiritual bad guy um, in that sense. So, but I thought that plot line was very good and fun. Um, the therapist was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff that he does, like, you know, it's one of those scenes where you feel, not scenes, it's one of those shows where, like, he has, they've given him a lot of power. The fact that he's able to hack people's lives. Yes. Like, you feel like he's always one step ahead of everybody. Yeah. Because he knows so much about people's lives. And that was Gloria Rubens, by the way, yep. the thing, yep. the former ER, For sure. uh, ER star who played the therapist. That was very interesting. But by and, the end, you understand why he's seeing, seeing a therapist, right? Like, in the beginning, yes, you're not quite exactly. sure. And at the end, you're going, oh, which, yes. by the way, if you remember Bacheva. She had him on the nose. What'd she say? She was she was like, clearly he's mentally unstable. Or whatever she said. Yeah. Or she gave him a diagnosis. Yeah. And, I mean, that's really a reveal, is that yes. he's mentally not all there. And, and Yeah, although it was, it. it's clear from the beginning, right, that he's not. I not mean, to me. No, I, that he's crazy? You, you knew that he was oh, crazy. Oh, crazy, but I mean, that level of crazy? Yeah. Now, the thing I asked you, which I don't know, maybe somebody who listens to this knows, there was a couple references that um, Elliot knew what the dad had done the dad had done bad things early on. Right. And Elliot knew about it, and that's why Elliot had this disdain for him, or why Elliot had to protect himself from it. But I don't think they ever revealed what the bad things were that Christian Slater did, like, when they were young. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was, um, uh, you know, financial bad stuff. I don't know if it was things he murdered people. But I don't know if that's, like, going to be a major plotline, because it felt like they wanted us to kind of know that, because I feel like they mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, but. I don't remember it. I do think that they had a fight and stopped talking, but I don't remember. But it's oh, funny, because the wait, mom's did... evil. The mom was clearly evil, right? Like, the mom beat him and hit, like, there was all these memories right. that Elliot had of... The mom being like cruel to him and all this stuff, but the dad, you kind of see from the pictures that he loved the dad. So wait, in that time when the dad owned the shop, there was no mom. The mom was already gone. No, 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 no. no. They were. I don't think so. No, the mom was with him till when the mom, whatever. The where's dad the died. The dad died from E Corp. Right, and where's the mom? The mom was with him. I don't know what eventually happened to the mom. I don't know why the mom eventually went out of the picture. I think he left the mom because the mom was nuts and like. Like ruled with an iron Got fist, it. but in all the pictures that you saw with him and his dad when that big reveal happens, 
<clears throat> you realize like he was close to his dad and loved his dad and all that stuff. Oh, but then he his dad right his dad pushed him out of the window at one point. Right. How? But he, how old was he when that? I don't remember anymore. Yeah, but remember that that's what I'm talking about. Like he, the dad said, like Rami Malek was like, "You pushed me out the window because I knew about all the bad things." Like it was, it was something. Maybe to tie that's with it. That. So that'll come back for sure. We'll see when that was. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm having. Tr- I almost. I don't know where they're going to go over. with it at this point. Remember. Like if the markets collapse and all this stuff happens, I'm not sure where they're going to go with it. But clearly, Tyrell comes back. I mean, I think that's who's knocking on the door. Of course. Is my guess. Well, that's too obvious though. I feel like it's someone we're not expecting. Maybe yeah, it's a drug like dealer or episode, something. Oh yeah, that could be true too. He's like going through, like looking for Tyrell, and you know. Like going nuts at the end of that episode trying to find. I, I didn't get really Tyrell. I mean, Tyrell just did it out of revenge because he got fired and lost his job and all that stuff. I mean, by the way, the other thing that's a here, here's the thing that, I, that bothered me a little bit about it, and we'll wrap it up pretty soon. Is like this whole movie is about how technology and all this stuff is like rules the world. Yeah. And Tyrell kills uh, this woman on on the roof, and they do make a point saying, "Come up to the roof." All the cameras are bro- the roof cameras are broken, right? Which is clearly a vehicle to a lot to to make us be like, okay, so there's no cameras on the roof, but there's cameras in the elevator, right? There's cameras in the stairs, yes. Like somebody would have seen, like the, I mean, yes, they, they thought he yes. was guilty, like the cops were coming after him, but it should be a slam dunk case. And in this day and age, you can't run anywhere. I mean, yeah. there's there's cameras at every street corner. It's like I feel like that was a little bit like we're very techno forward right. in the show, but like we we don't have him arrested yet, yeah. And he, you know, so I don't know. That was like. You know, a little bit bothersome, but you know, overall the show was was good. I you know, I thought it was you know a solid. I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised it won the best show. Right, I am too, but I liked it. I liked it much better than I thought I yeah, was going I, to. Yeah, I think it was like a solid A minus. Yeah, all right, I'd give it the same. Like I don't think it was an A plus or an A, but no, I thought it was an A minus. But it was a solid A minus, and it was you know surprisingly good, and and felt new and fresh and different, which I think not yeah. everything does. And I'm mostly thinking about billions. Yeah. It sort of felt like it had been done a million times. This yeah. just feels new and different. Was there like anything it. else you wanted to talk about about it? Like I, any any feelings like of specific characters or anything else? Now that like? I'm talking to you, I'm totally forgetting everything about the show. I watched it like a month ago now, yeah. and I'm, I'm already forgetting stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, I just like that they that they kind of got me. Yeah. That they kind of revealed stuff I didn't see. It was coming. good that they had the thing at the in like the Coney Island kind of. That was scene, neat. Yeah. Like, you know that they had it there, and I guess now that I know the reveal, I probably should go back and watch all that stuff. But yeah. Maybe we should do that. Season one rewatch. Season one rewatch. All right. Um, all right. So that's the Mr. Robot discussion. Excellent. I'm we glad have... we got to do it. I'm glad we uh, held off for the podcast. Yeah. So you want people to write in if they want us. If, maybe if people have the answers to any of those Mr. Robot questions. Yes. Or if they um, have some older new shows they want us to talk about. Sure. I, I feel like Lucy mentioned uh, some new show that she wanted us to watch. Wasn't there a show that she was uh, like? Uh, Making a Murder. We can talk about that. Oh, we can talk about that. Next time, but... another time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the Americans, but um, that's another story. Uh, we, I, I'm going to close this off with the th- closing theme song is uh, going to be very obvious. Uh, we lost a great television legend and movie legend this week. Abe Vigoda finally uh, passed away from Riverdale. So we'll leave it with a classic theme song of Abe Vigoda's television ahead. history. Uh, Abe Vigoda, who, we'll t- just tell the story really quick. I never got to tell my Christian Slater story, by the way, which is I got into the premiere of Pump Up the Volume, and I got to go to the, I lived in St. Louis, I came to visit my Aunt Barbie. Pump, we got tickets from Gary to Pump Up the Volume. Um, so me and Barbie go to see Pump the Volume, uh, which was Christian Slater's first movie. Yeah. So, with Samantha Mathis, it was like this downtown. Story, uh-huh. It was this downtown cool movie theater. Really I go to the bathroom this. right after the movie. I'm not exaggerating. There's seven urinals. Only two people are in there. Me, Christian Slater, urinal next to urinal. I don't know why we took two urinals next to each other. Uh, and I'm like, 
I love. I was like 15. I was like, oh, I love the movie, uh, man. I love the movie, man, or whatever. I said he was like, thanks a lot, thanks a lot. Uh, and then we go to the, we got tickets to the after party. So me, this nerdy 15 year old Jewish kid, and my aunt, who was not like, she was nice and everything, but she's not like hip New no. York at the time. But she lives how- in Brooklyn. We get to go to the after party, and I stole the um, movie poster. Like they had this cut cardboard cutout movie poster. That I stole and brought home on the airplane and had it in my room. Why from, is from Gary Ryan. not getting us movie premiere tickets now? I don't think he's access to it. This is like when he was young and also hip and got it. Whatever. I got to uh, make him do that. Yeah. All right. So that's that. And the weird thing was this week I said to, I was watching the Godfather epic. Uh, HBO had a yeah. full like eight so, hour cut of it, and we're watching it. And Abe Vigoda comes on the screen. This yeah. Is the this day is before the, he dies. Literally the day before he dies. And I'm saying, oh my god, this is great. Tessio's great. His Abe Vigoda's character. And, and you like pause in Abe Vigoda. We were talking about Abe Vigoda, yeah. and then like 12 hours later he was dead. Yeah. And we just found out he, so he lived in Riverdale for a very long time. He was our neighbor, career. apparently. Yeah. Who knew? All right. Anyway. Well, goodbye, Vigoda. You were great and everything. Uh, we A lot of people thought you were dead already, but yep. now you're really dead. Yep.